0: Welcome back to the Denzel can High show we are back with episode five baby we are on a roll five weeks in a row five episodes. I feel like I had more going <laughs> in my head, but yeah, we're in episode five let me flip this around real quick but yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the pod. I hope you guys are checking out the critiques on the YouTube and uh guys have any any gripes any frustrations anything you want me to change any ideas any suggestions leave some comments man i'm waiting for that first comment i'm just waiting for it when that guy comments i'm gonna hit him with 14 replies (laughs) Fucking did a lot this week did a lot today so i'm kind of exhausted don't have a lot of notes i have some notes We're gonna be kind of on the dome a little bit today and I feel like those are kind of more fun Like I feel like that's the strategy i'm gonna go with this i'm gonna have some notes And i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna try to get better over time It's not gonna be great Obviously right away like I go back and I look at I just subscribed i finally subscribed to tmg studios And so i have access to all the bone zone and stuff and so I just started the first episode of the Bone Zone, and man, it is crazy how good those guys were from the jump. I guess they had like I had a lot of experience doing Vine, and and like I guess Noel had done like some skits and stuff, but Cody had the YouTube channel popping for a bit before he didn't say any chill. So yeah, he had like a bit of like podcast knowledge, I guess at least, like. I wouldn't even call it podcast knowledge, but, like, entertainment knowledge. I don't know if the goggles are staying on. I thought it might look nice. Uh, but... Yeah, they kind of hurt in the ears with the headphones on. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Um, the films I watched this week, I did watch films. This week, I did. I watched a bunch. <laughs> They're all from one franchise, so it's, like, it's not like I, I got a lot of variety in, but... At least I did a lot of uh, analysis of film I dissected it uh, they were films I loved from my childhood so I already I went into them I hadn't watched them in a long time so I went into them and it was like uh, a fresh experience I love doing that re-watching a series or re-watching a favorite movie after like a good a good five years and it, you'll you'll have a uh, a new perspective on the film I find because I find often perspectives of film are yeah these are got to come off they're killing me I find perspectives of film often tie in with age so like a young a young film film connoisseur Will not, I guess they can, but they don't have the same emotions to like maybe like a veteran story or like a World War II or like a, a Vietnam story as a man that had grew up in those times. He would be way more attached to the film and have a completely different perspective on it maybe if it was wrong or um, to agree just how they uh, dramatized it for cinema. He's going to have a completely different perspective. He's going to have a completely different perspective than the 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 person that's just watching it as a movie and not having real life experience tied to it. And so I feel like as you gain more real life experience, you kind of, that's where your taste hones in. You find You find a film that kind of, you want to find a film if you're not a filmmaker that represents you. That is the goal as, like, a TV watcher or a film goer, You want to eventually find the film that is your story, basically. They tell your story, and that's what's great about being a filmmaker is you can tell that story. You have the opportunity to. But as just a film watcher, you are just hoping one day, one director, somewhere out there, and the 8 billion people makes a movie that hits home the way no other one would because it has personal ties. And that's why even, like, when I critique a film, like, I'm only doing ones I like mostly. And if I do one, I won't. It's like, it's not... First of all, it's just my opinion. And my opinion means nothing in the fucking stratosphere of everything. But it's just... It's kind of, like, for me, it's just practice. And, like, a good, um, coming up with YouTube videos, ideas are, like, very hard. And so, like, if I can just watch a movie, write, write a script for a video, record the video, edit it, it's not that hard. Like, it kind of takes, I love movies. I want to make videos. It's a good connection. Like, I also love Sports. I, it's hard to think of topics on that. And to get the camera and move it places and stuff. Like, it's very easy with the critique. I have the camera at my desk. You just talk to it. Kind of like the podcast where I just set it up. And it's here. Like, I don't got to bring it in public. And then, like, record in a gym or something. Or, like, at a football field. And then you have a fucking $2,000 camera on you. And so you're scared. Someone's are going to jank your shit, man. And it's just the worst paranoia, because you can't, like, get into a filming state. I guess it would, I don't know, Toronto's ghetto. Not ghetto, but, like, people will rob you. I don't know, like, how do these people, like, in L.A. and shit just walk around with $10,000 camera? And just, I guess, you got security or something. Something. not walking down the street with like a C-70. Are you crazy? Walking down the... I guess nobody would know what it was. But they would know it was expensive. And they wouldn't care what it was. It kind of got off topic here. Uh, the films I watched this week. It was Underworld. If you haven't seen. posted a video today. On the second one. And last week was. The first Underworld from 2003. I mean. Those movies, if you're not a fan or you've never seen them, if you've never seen them, I envy you because you get to have the experience of at least three great films and then two good ones, you know what I mean? So, man, they mean so much to me because, and, like, if you want to hear, like, a more driven analysis of those, check it out. On the YouTube, um, but fuck. they mean so much to me because as a child, I remember like I probably would have been five or six, maybe when I seen Underworld for the first time, maybe older, maybe seven or eight. But I remember watching it very young because it was I like I was Dracula for Halloween when I was very young, like six or something. I always loved vampires, and um that, to me, is how I remember vampires. When I think of a vampire in my head right now, the first vampire that comes to my head is Celine, also maybe the sexiest, but it has nothing to do with it. Like, it's, and I went over this in my critique, so I, just, I don't want to, like, talk about it again if you've already watched it but um the lore is perfect it's creative it's new it's not just vampires in the human world it's the vampires have lived in the human world and have assimilated and they have their own agenda and their own life and their own plans and the humans don't know about them at the start Often, like, either like the vampires are like a superhero essentially, where they have like Superman strength, where they can run like the Flash and they can hit you like Superman, and they can basically fly because they can jump so high. Like, they're too overpowered. And then, like, the true blood vampires, like, they're so overpowered, and like, they basically bitch the werewolves into being their pets. But what I love about Underworld is that in a one v one situation, the lichens will always win. And even like in like a ambush medieval times when they only had swords, the lichens often probably won the conquests because you have the advantage of the sun for one, and when you turn, you you do have the physical advantage. When you grow to seven feet tall, like a dog. And get just ripped muscles like a fucking gorilla. I mean. You're going to be stronger than somebody. That has their same human body. Like. The human body only has. So many physical limits. So like. Celine is like what 5'5". If that like 120 pounds. If that. And and so it's like. Her body can only take so much. And can only lift so much. Even if you gave it thousand years of training and getting used to it and vampire blood and stuff if you have the transformation into a fucking beast that's like seven feet tall basically if you transform into tyson fury but as a dog you should be stronger than manny pacquiao with fangs like that i had to bring it down to box it just to break it down for y'all real quick <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying though like and like yeah like the vampires do have an advantage the advantage is they have their wits because like when the lichens transform they can't really think like a human unless they're like Lucian or you got your weapons because lichens can't use weapons and so you can have guns with silver bullets you can have all types of shit you can have swords fucking Selene's got her double pistols, which is like the sickest shit ever, but she misses so many shots. <laughs> <laughs> so many shots because of that recoil is insane. Like <laughs> get a different gun. Let's get a semi-automatic. It doesn't got to be fully automatic. Uh Yeah, Evolution Underworld, I love that one. And then Rise of the Lichens, that's that's going to be my critique for next Thursday. And Easily, I've already watched it. I'm going to write a script, watch it again, and then record the critique probably this weekend. when uh, Probably around the time I upload this pod so you guys can listen or watch it. But uh, I think I already know the title, best werewolf film of all time. I mean, I, I'm going to try to schedule it maybe even tonight. To watch the Marvel one, the Werewolf by Night or whatever, because I have to give it a comparison. Like I've seen Wolfman. Yeah, if I don't write down the names, I'm not going to grip them off the top of my head, especially now where I'm tired. But I've seen Wolfman. I've seen a lot of great werewolf movies. I've seen Teen Wolf, so you know I'm certified. The way I just I love the lycans. Lycans is a better name than werewolves, first of all. Werewolf is like, eh. Werewolf. Like, you're a werewolf when you're a lichen. Like, when when Michael Sheen, he's like, y'all are lycan. Like, that's crazy. That's, that like, I got chills. I got goosebumps. And I wasn't even looking at the screen. I was looking at my phone texting, and I got goosebumps. Come on now. One real, I just, I, I'd touch on it a little bit, but I think I might have cut it out the video because the video was getting too long. If you guys could leave a comment if you guys like 10-minute critiques or maybe even like 14, 15-minute critiques. Um, I, think I like the format of the six, like six, seven, eight minutes. Like the short, it's easy for you guys to watch and it's not too big a part of your day. When you watch a 14-minute video, you kind of have to like sit down or like make time for it or something. It's just more of a hassle than, like, watching a quick six-minute video while you, like, make a coffee or, like, make your breakfast or something, you know what I mean? And, uh, because of videos I like watching. And so that's what I'm trying- I'm trying to make videos that I like watching. But, if you guys like the longer videos, let me know. I'll definitely start making those. I definitely have the time, like, the- the thoughts for it. Like, this video was, like, 20 minutes, and I had to, like, cut it down to 10, and that was even hard. I just- I just, like, cut full segments of <laughs> uh, shit I was saying. Because I was like, yeah, they don't need that. I was rambling for a bit. But, yeah, let me know on that. But I, did, I, I don't know if I cut it or not. But Michael Sheen, man. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I hope I am. The man who plays Lucian. And the man who plays... What is his name? I gotta search up real quick. Uh, The vampire, like... King or whatever. I don't even know what he Magister. Uh Twilight. New Blood. New Moon. I called it New Blood and I was like, what? Why isn't it popping up? Christian Stewart has blonde hair now? Michael Sheen, I don't know if that's right. Arrow. He plays Arrow and Lucian in the same year. I mean, if you've seen these two films. Like try to wrap your head around that. The man pulled off a fucking jacked, ye- yoked, lean, yean but lean but yoked, um, vicious, slave, lichen, but like first of his kind who had a relationship with a vampire, but also became like the lichen king. But in the same, the same, like, if they, if they, the films both came out in 2009, that means he had to be shooting it, like, around the same time. Like, probably, I don't know which film came out first, but whatever film came out first, he probably shot that and then went straight into the other one. And so in the same amount of time, he switched gears into being the most evil, conniving, creepy, deceiving, deceptful, like, just, just, makes the hair stand up on your back and your feet, like, he would, like, every time you saw him, you were like, oh my god, with the red piercing eyes. How can a man have this much range, man? This man has too much range. Like, he's, he, he got more range than Curry. He, like, Curry's in the parking lot with it. This man, Is hitting it from Europe in the game is in South America, my G. This guy's got way too much range. Way too much range. I guess they're both mythical creatures and, like, you're kind of already in the fantasy realm and you got to see actors act as vampires. Come on, that's that's a big switch in a very short amount of time. And that man deserved hats off. And I know I cut this. But he definitely deserved Lucian. He, de- he deserved an Oscar for Lucian over Sean Penn and Milk. Milk, my G? Versus a guy that went from, just don't even have to say the, the transition. Defeat that. Just his just performance as Lucian versus Sean Penn. Get out of here, man. Got, I'm not here for that. Uh, my first point is a good one. We're already twenty minutes in, we're cooking. We're cooking with grease. We might have a good episode here, boys. Get some water in before I, I got a good one. Wow, uh, I felt an interruption. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll fuck. I that. I hate that shit. When you get the dry outside your lips, and it always happens when I'm filming. I'm talking so much, and I don't normally talk this much. I'm a very quiet individual. You probably wouldn't think it if you just knew me from online, because all I do is talk online, but in real life, I never talk. <laughs> um. But yeah, my big, I guess it's not really a reveal yet, but my big point, big thing of this episode is I'm starting to really diligently and seriously... Planning a new project and very excited about this project. I can't tell you all the details, I will give you like a little bit of information. It is kind of teasery, but I just want to talk about it because it's been like in the back of my head since like the beginning of COVID, really, since I got out of high school. Is like this I I don't want to touch on it too much, but like, since I got out of high school, I've been dying. Since I got into, when I got into high school, I fell in love with stand-up comedy. I fell in love with Andrew Schultz. I fell in love with Eddie Griffin. I fell in love with Dave Chappelle. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Tom Segura. All of them. I love stand-up comedy. George Carlin, I just got into like a couple of years ago. Um, Patrice. Like I can go on forever. My point is, like with after high school, if COVID never happened, I would have done my victory lap, and whatever happened with football would have happened. But that just would have been fun, and then I would have got out of there. And my plan was to, because I would have done a half year, so I would I would have already graduated, but I would have came back just to play the football season and like maybe upgrade some grades, like into university. So it would have been done in January or like December, and then I would had all this time before like college in September or university, whatever it would be. And uh, my plan was just hit like I had a little money saved up, and I was gonna go to Toronto and just hit, just train it every day, hit open mics, hit them, hit them, hit them, and then COVID happens and. School gets cancelled, and then we just get straight up graduated, no prom, no graduation and then y- y- y stand up wasn't an option. Football wasn't an option. I became very depressed and anxious in that time, and just got way too comfortable being inside and like it was it was bad because like here in Canada. Especially in Ontario, they were—they were basically like incentivizing people to like get this weird Stockholm syndrome where you were staying inside and you weren't going out, and those were the rules. And if you were doing that, you were being a good citizen, and so it like incentivized being uh, incentivized being antisocial, which is very strange for a government to do. And so I grew more antisocial, stopped talking to friends and stuff. And the plan for stand-up just kind of went away. But also, when I had that plan for stand-up, was because I had the idea that I'm starting to do now in the back of my head. Like, if I can hit the mics, I can gain some confidence on stage, and then I can maybe make some money and do working at the same time in the summer. Have a little bank, and then I could pursue this project. And then COVID hits, all that that I just touched on. End up in September, missing called it uh, college admissions by like a day, and so I just can it, and then wait till winter. And then I went to, and so from September to winter or September to January I did. Uh, I think I might have started my like like YouTube channel, maybe made a video, maybe that's when I made those Call of Duty video, I'm not I can't really remember what I did in that time period, but I know it wasn't much. I just I was like, okay, I'm going to Niagara for college for film. In January uh, let me enjoy this time basically I said let me just kick my feet up and have the last freedom before I'm locked into like two three years of school and January comes move to Niagara uh, first week in Niagara not bad and then like the next three weeks were hell Oh, not even school, just, like, being away from home, like, got very depressed. I ended up checking myself into a fucking hospital, which was um, a rude awakening of the Canadian health system and why free health care isn't always the best option and one of the most traumatic experiences of my life. Like, I'll definitely have to unpack those, I think, four days I was there in therapy <laughs> in the future. And I get out of the hospital. I try going back to school. I just, oof, I, <laughs> I don't even want to go over that. Try to go back to school. Can't do it. And then... I guess I should know, in the hospital, I was diagnosed with MDD, major depressive disorder. And then the psychiatrist, like, evaluating me, I was like, I kind of need help with anxiety, uh, social anxiety, and, like, confidence and depression, and he was like, well, you got to get off your Vyvanse medication, and... There's nothing I can really do for you except for that. And you can stay here for like four more days and I can check on you again. And I was like, get me the fuck out of here. You are insane if I'm staying here four more days. You had to ask for your phone. You couldn't have your uh, charger at night, of course, because they're afraid people are going to kill themselves. People there were fucking insane i didn't eat the whole time i was there i was like except for now since recently i've been doing like jujitsu and like work i'll touch on that a little later i've been like i just got into the best shape of my life just like a couple days ago but before that the best shape i've ever been was in that hospital when like i would i would literally wake up draw on like these kids coloring books that's all I had to do. And then, or take a shower and then uh, look at myself in the mirror for like an hour. So I was just eight pack ribs showing, like, arms were like D's. I don't even know how my arms were D's. I, mean, I, I looked phenomenal. I have pictures from then and I'm like, Ooh, you look phenomenal. That's the only thing I really remember <laughs> from that time period. I blanked all like, the trauma out. But I remember you looked sexy, my (laughs) guy. And yeah, got out of there, dropped out, came back, felt like a failure for like three months, probably. Got a couple jobs, nothing really lasted. Wasn't really dedicated to anything. Um, thought about going back to school in September locally, staying at home and doing school. Didn't end up doing that because the student debt from even just the two months I was there is, like, already a like, <laughs> it's $3,000 from, like, I was there a month. And then I got, like, $1,000 because my I technically did apply and then have to withdraw from the first school in September. Yeah, I'm trying to pay that back now. Which is fun. But. Antario just announced something that if you're below a certain income, you don't have to pay it back yet. Which is cool, I guess. (laughs) But I I will pay it back as soon as I. I guess I'll talk about that now, yeah. Uh, It's been a busy week. I got laid. Oh, okay. Perfect. The computer's done. Yeah, this. The MacBook's fried. We need a new one. Um, M1 Air or something. Because it sounds like a fucking helicopter (laughs) right now, my boy. It sounds like the old PS4s, my boys. And my girls. And madams. Yeah, I was going to talk about work. Um, It's been a busy week. I got. I started two weeks ago, as I told you guys. And it definitely interrupted my schedule because it was. 40 hours. I liked the job. It was nice. It was good money. I saw my, I had planned myself being there for at least a year, maybe two. And I had this whole plan with the finances, did all the math, <laughs> basically did my taxes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, like phew, I get home on Thursday after a day where we basically did nothing because ain't shit for us to do. And, like it was so dick, like my shift ended at three. I get home at three fifteen and I get a text that don't come in tomorrow. Like my shit is still in the locker and it's been like two weeks because like I don't just have time to take the bus to Whippy to fucking get my shit from the fucking locker. And they probably like broke the lock and just put my shit somewhere. I'm lost and found or some shit sure gave it to somebody. I wouldn't be surprised. They texted me not to come in Friday and I was like okay what the hell because like when I got the job it was like they were like long-term employment we don't want people that are going to quit early um being on time is a must and it's like I was following all those I was doing the job when we had work I was doing a good job of it the forklift drivers there that had been there 15 years had tell me good job every day and like the guy loved me he was teaching me to like rf scan and stuff since now he, like i even respect him because now i can put that on my resume because i know how to rf scan and i get home they said there's no work friday i'm like okay um is that just friday or is it the future don't come in monday and they're like yep yeah, for the foreseeable future don't come in I'm like, wait. So was I fired? Like, if I'm fi- if I'm fired, sorry, I wasn't talking to the mic. I probably suck for audio. If I'm fired, I'm fired. If I'm fired, just tell me I'm fired, and I'll be like, okay. Even though i will doing the job fine, if not good, whatever. You fired me. You fired me. But then she's like, no, you're not fired. I'm like, okay. Then what's going on? You said long-term employment. I was really counting on these hours, and then, um, then she's, like, no, I even want to bring up the text, but it's on my phone. she said, no, you're not fired, and it was, like, they just let go of all, like, the guys in my position that they just hired two weeks ago, nine days ago, they hired them because uh there's no work and the nine days i was there each day the vp came and said we have to hit our quotas which is a lot of work and we were guaranteed $50 gift cards if we hit the quotas and we hit it twice and all the other guys got the gift cards and then the day we were supposed to get them they send us home like some like schemy shit, man. I don't even know how that's fucking legal, honestly. But it's probably because they signed through a fucking agency, so they just treat you like fucking dog shit. It's like, oh, we didn't sign the contract. We hired you through the agency. They gotta deal with it. And then the agency has fucking shit, like in the smallest, defined prints and .0005 font, in Arial. Uh, if the long term employment doesn't turn out, blah 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 blah. And so they basically said they laid off everybody, and that they're gonna call us back when it picks back up again. And I'm like, do you have any idea when that would be? And then nope. And then I text, I texted my contact at the agency two days ago and said, any update? And, nope. Annoying because it's annoying because the pay was good. That's why it was annoying. I was getting paid basically to work. I was getting paid twenty, twenty, one sixty. I was getting paid one hundred sixty-three dollars a day for eight hours to work for like four hours. I was getting paid to show up at six fifty-seven stand around for two hours do lifting for two have lunch stand around for another two hours and then lift till the end of the day so i was getting paid 163 bucks to stand around for four hours which is just nice leg exercise i was getting my stand points in on the good old uh, apple health watch as you know i love my stats and um I was moving, getting my cows in because we were walking to and from the break room so fucking much in the bathroom because we had so many breaks. And so, like, I get it. Like, you didn't have work for us to do. And it was probably just like a pot, like a, a, a hole burning in your back pocket paying us while you were paying us. But at the same time, you hired these people. Like, you hired six people. And then two more the next week like and two of those guys dropped out so you like you got lucky that you didn't have to let them go like I don't I don't get it I don't get it I don't understand why do that why be a dick why be a dick company man? it would would have been like just under 40k a year which is perfect for me because that keeps me in the low income tax bracket. And so it's basically, it's not no taxes, but the most minimal amount of taxes you can get in Canada. I would keep as much as I can, I would get a little bit back in taxes. And I had just planned out that if I worked there till December. If I worked there till January first, so next year twenty twenty three, I would already have seven k saved up, and that's with transportation and food and everything. And then if I'd worked there till August, I would have twenty k, and I could do a trip to Europe that I've been dying to do. And then if I did the year and a half, I would have the full budget for. My escape plan, the get out plan. And if I did it two years, I would have the budget for the escape plan and the project I want to do. And so in my head, it was like, okay, well at least one to two years I'm here and I'm just caking. I'm going to be doing this every day. And then you get shut down like that. And I guess that's my lesson for the future. I guess they taught me a lesson. I guess that's what I got out of this. They taught me a lesson. Don't take anything for granted. Be happy while it's there, but the day... It be happy while it's there, but expect it to be gone to tomorrow. That's how I'm going to have to live my life from now on until I can get some serious work and hopefully, like, editing or something. Like, I may even, like, do, like, a, f- a couple Fiverr gigs for the podcast. Like, see if I can get some guests on. That would be cool. I would kind of, like... Nah, I'd probably just... Move the camera there. Have the guest there. Get my old ATT mic out and have them talk to that, or have handheld if they want to do that. That would be really fun. If I could get, I know one of my friends would be down if I asked it, but it's like it's so awkward to ask. But I know if we did it, it would be hilarious because we have the best conversations. I guess yeah, that's what I'll talk about next. I. I talked about all of that like depression and social anxiety and dealing with that because I feel like it is something we have to talk about openly we can't be if you keep it inside it just keeps getting worse and it stays in your head but if you let it out and you let other people hear that you're vulnerable they can feel like they're vulnerable they can feel comfortable being vulnerable too and be like oh This guy that I just started listening to this podcast, or maybe I just checked out his video. I just heard this. I'm just passing through this. I'm not even gonna continue watching this guy. I just clicked on it and I'm listening to this. He's going through shit just like I'm going through shit. Fuck, man. That makes life It makes life easier when you when people are honest about how it's going. Like because social media paints this picture and I feel like celebrities do it even worse because they're not honest until they finally break down and then they're like oh my god i've been depressed for eight years like why couldn't you've told your fans that from the jump like yes i have this money yes i've acquired this fame yes i have this status now but i still have trauma i still have shit i have to deal with i still have fucking mental problems or Whatever it may be, physical problems, family, parental issues, like, people can have a million issues. And then they'll only show you the good. And so everyone's trying to live up to the standard where they're always having good, and it's not realistic. Because even the people showing you the good, they're not always good. And I feel like social media is just, it should be... 16 and up if not 18 like it's not built for the young it's not built for the young mind okay maybe until you're 10 you can go on social media and then you have to get off until you're 18 because like the young mind they don't even know what's going on they can just have fun posting weird stuff and like i remember being a child on facebook you just have fun and you're kind of like just posting with your buddies and it's like a message board to like meet with people because people don't have phones but for the teenage mind it is so so bad because you can follow a million accounts with a million followers and they look like they're living the best day of their life every day and that's just not something that's attainable even for those people it's not attainable how is a teenage, how is a 13-year-old girl, how is a 14-year-old boy supposed to wrap their head around the idea of Kim Kardashian or Kylie Jenner or even like these new age guys like Ryan Powell and shit and Glennie Balls? How How is a teenager supposed to wrap their head around that? Wait. So if I'm a 13-year-old girl, it's get implants, do the sex tape, and then you can do all the body care and all that stuff after and have the family and the kids and the nice house in Beverly Hills. And if you're the 14-year-old boy, it's, wait, <laughs> I got to follow Andrew Tate or, like, develop all this money so that I can be with all these whores. And porn stars and stuff like there's nobody that a teenager a teenager shouldn't be seeing those lifestyles until they're an adult. Like I feel I feel it in myself so that I know I know other people my age must feel this way. That we were wronged. Often I wish that I grew up in like the era of my grandparents. When they had like Woodstock and the Grateful Dead, and it was just free, and the, and the hippies and the, and the psychedelics and all that shit. People were just doing acid and going to concerts, having a fun time. There wasn't all these crazy laws, and yes, there were evil people, but there wasn't fucking crypto and Instagram scams and, and Twitter scams, and Snapchat scams, and only fans none of that they didn't have any of that they had human interaction life green freedom they had freedom that's what they had and they fucking got, they threw it away they had freedom and they threw it away for loss come on I watched a couple of documentaries on it in my days. Uh, there's one good one on Netflix that's like uh, Take Your Pills Adderall and how people use that for, like, an advantage in college and how, like, people with a prescription are selling them to just random people and stuff. It's, it's kind of crazy. And then there's this... There was this weird social media one I watched. Well it was kind of like on Facebook or something? Where, like, they have this, like, digital makeup of you. And, like, so, like, these advertisers have, like, a billion different makeups of, like, you as an individual. So, like, each individual have, like, okay, they do Netflix this amount of day. They do YouTube this time they go for a walk this time they like these ads they like this and they like that and they have this whole like algorithm that like gets all your likes and interests and they have that that they can like sell to advertisers and anybody they want to really it was so like mind warping yeah I think he was on Joe Rogan the guy he's like a ginger guy I don't know yeah My memory's bad. That was a while ago. I probably watched it in like 2018 or something. it was a good film. And like... Yeah. You watch the documentaries... And you're a teenager. I was the teenager that was always on Snapchat. I mean... If I was in school... And I wasn't on Snapchat snapping... I was on Instagram scrolling... Or I was looking at sports scores. Or my own highlights. (laughs) But I was always snapping me in class. Texting, texting. I loved. That's where like, I kind of felt like. Snapchat almost created. Like. Snapchat. Gave me the first tools of a filmmaker. Because. Yes. I always had like a phone that could record video. But the videos were just stored in your phone then. And then you had to post them. And they had to title the video. And like that's kind of weird. But, like. Snapchat was like, you record the video and they put on your story, and then it's gone in like two days. And like, people can see it, and all your friends can see it. And yeah, that was, yeah. When I think about it now, it was like me, my intro, like Tiny Meat Gang, Noel Miller. I love, it's my favorite podcast. Well, them and Flagrant, I would say, like 1A and 1B. But, they had vine and i didn't have tiktok because i didn't really like take tiktok series i did for like three months and i amassed like 1400 followers if i would have kept going i could have 10 15 maybe 100k followers on tiktok by now but to get back into it it's a lot and i'm kind of focusing on this i'm kind of trying to like i'm recording with my phone today i'm going to try to find some time to edit maybe a clip and i know those do work on tiktok but i posted my first one and it did very bad but maybe that's just because i haven't posted in forever and if i become consistent again then the views will start getting back going and it isn't like a total change of content like i gained all of my followers from like these weird like football parody meme videos but snapchat was my vine i i became i mean my first snapchat a 100K, I know there's chicks in the millions from sending all snaps, but I didn't really, like... Yes, I, I didn't snap people, like, pictures of myself. I would text, and I didn't give you snap score, I don't think. My, like, 100K snap score came directly from me taking videos of, like, random shit myself, doing bong hits back in the day, and I loved... Flipping that camera and being the man behind the phone. And recording my friends. I always loved that. And they always found it like weird. And I was kind of like ostracized for it. Like, oh, Denzel's always got his phone out. He's always snapping. And then I got the camera and then you're kind of like the weirdo that has the camera and he brings the camera everywhere. And it was like, oh, this guy wants to be a YouTuber, eh? And I kind of like just brushed that off and went with it. Like the end of high school, I, looking back, like, if I always think, I think about this almost one time a day. If I had a time machine, I would take it right back to thirteen years old, no earlier. All that stuff, I'm good with, but thirteen years old, and then I have so many changes. I would be, I'd be Elon Musk right now, <laughs> but you can't, and you can only live forward, and that's what I have to remind myself every time I have that thought is that I can only apply those skills and thoughts and dedication and because like I say, if I went back, I would know what to do and I would be dedicated, but am I dedicated now? Am I truly dedicated? No. I'm not giving 110% every day. Maybe some days I do, but it's not every day. And so, I need to get out of the place of I need to go back to do 100 I need to get 110%, 110%, and do that for a week. I'd be like, okay, I did a week of that. Good work. What did I do this week? I did that. I did that. I did that. Maybe there's something to this. Do the second week, I did that that week. Maybe there's something to this. You do a month, you realize how much you've achieved in a month from just giving maximum effort, not worrying about the past, not worrying about small things. Having that constant thing in the back of your head that just, le- like, takes you down 20%. Like, when you have that constant, like, constant dialogue, of like, oh, wait, should I do this, or should I do this, or is really a good idea? Should I do this? Maybe I should just lay down and think about it. Maybe I should take a nap. Maybe I should go to bed early tonight. Yeah, I gotta get up early. I should go to bed a little early. It's like, no, you can go to bed at 11 and wake up at 5. You've done it. You went to bed at 1 and woke up at 5. Why not work till 1? If you know that you can survive the next day of 4 hours of sleep, why not? Because the bed's comfortable? Because you hear these truths, or you hear these facts that sleep is the most important thing, and if you don't sleep this amount of time, you won't be like 110%. But then you don't sleep that amount of time and you have your best days because you're just in a constant workflow. Wait, I worked 12 hours? I slept for four and then I worked for... Maybe it's not that good because my math is work for eight more. I worked 20 hours and slept for four in that day. Okay, maybe 19 hours, 1 hour transportation. Okay, maybe 18. You get you get some food in yeah, and you take a little break. 18 hours of work, 4 hours of sleep and 2 hours of break, food and transportation. That's a good day. You can do that 7 times a week. That's a fucking week. Yeah. I've had 3-day spurts if you've been with this channel from the jump, I think you can tell this I have these inspiration kicks where the dopamine just flows and the creativity is just going and then I have two or three videos, maybe a podcast and two scripts written and then it dies. I get out of the flow. I let I let myself sleep in one day. I'm like, oh, I did so much work. I need a rest and then I wake up that day and then I'm out of it and then I'm not in the motion and that becomes the Becomes the cycle. It's not the next day you get back into it. It's once you're out of it, you start a new cycle. And you either got to make the hard decision to reset the cycle, which is even harder than if you would have just kept going. Yeah, I'm kind of just letting my inner monologue out here. This might be a long one because I'm flowing. I feel good. Fucking... just it's got to come naturally but you also have to put in the hard work and dedication don't look behind just look forward if anything look up (laughs) where was i going i was trying to bring it all back to the project because i told a bunch of different sidewinding rambling stories I was, I got back, three months, I felt like shit, got a job, nothing really worked out. And then, oh yeah, (laughs) this week I went to, I saw some friends and I went to the bar. Well, first I saw some friends, we hung out all day, and then I met some more friends, went to the bar. And it was such a great day. I hope they aren't hearing this. That'd be embarrassing. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of what I like. Took me off. Is I would love to invite my friends, but I know it'd be embarrassing to ask them, and bringing them here and then having to set up the time and everything. That'd be. But I want to be serious. I don't know why. Uh, it's that anxiety. But. That day, I just, every time I got anxious. because when I go out, especially when I haven't been out in a long time, that first time going out, it's anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Go home, go home, go home. End the night, end the night, end the night. And I had that very hard at multiple times that night. But the beginning of the night, it was great. It was fun. And I was like, if I get that feeling like I felt it, I felt like I knew I was going to get that feeling because it was my first night out and there's just going to be dead air sometimes and that's what kills me but what kills me is I'm comfortable with that air and so I can let that air go on too long to where it's uncomfortable for other people and then I realize that and then I realize I'm being awkward and then they'll say that you're being awkward and then I'm thinking about being awkward and then, and then there you go a spiral but I was not to go too off track. Every time I got that feeling, I just said, no. I want to stay out. I want to have a good time. We turned around to draw my buddy's car off so his girl can take us back to the, take us to the bar. And I could have easily said, hey, I'm not feeling too great. I was yawning even. And I said, uh, I could have said, Hey, can you just drop me home? I'm not feeling it tonight. I'm going to stay in. And I, I I even like worked out the wording of how I would say it to not sound like a pussy or a dick or something. And then I was like, "No. Have a fun night. At at the worst what could happen?" Because I was getting anxious about meeting people that from high school that I don't know how they think about me now or if they even care or they even remember the shit from high school. Probably don't, but that's anxiety for you. Um, I said no. We went and we got met this girl. This girl's mad cool, mad, mad cool, mouth chill, but of course, mad respect. Of course, calling hands off. <laughs> um, then we went back, met the other boys, and then we went to the bar and we saw so many old fucking faces from high school and it felt like it'd been 10 20 years it, i swear it felt like a high school reunion how we were hugging people like oh my god where have you been i thought you'd die. and it's been it's been like two years since you've seen these faces maybe three and it's like people you, you would on the football team you would talk to every day and you became like brothers with so when you do see each other it's, it's always love and that's what i love about sports and why if i ever have a son or even a daughter they'll always be in sports because the bonds you create in sports are for life if you bled with your brother if you've ran sprints with this man it's like it, it's if you want done a one v one rap against somebody five ten times and you've won five and they've won five that's your bro for life i'm telling you that now if this is your first football tryout and you're going against somebody And y'all are 50-50 in reps. And he's like your. He's the guy who matches your skill level. That's going to be your best friend for life. I'm telling you that right now. I guarantee it. It just creates that bond. Especially football. Because you're knocking heads. You're knocking heads against your boys. So that. For Sunday. So that you can kill these brothers. You're knocking heads against your boys. To get each other better. And like. That's what I love about jujitsu and starting that recently is I haven't had that energy in my life and I feel camera stuff we're back I'm fucked. and we back baby um I feel like because I grew up playing so many sports and I was I uh, I didn't always love the sport but I would play any sport a hunt if it was hockey. I was playing hundred ten percent. If it was gym class fucking badminton, I was trying to learn all the tricks to win. I was never trying to lose. Ever. Any game, ping pong, spades, fucking blackjack, fucking dice. You wanna run a, you wanna race? You wanna race right now? Five bucks? Ten bucks? Twenty? Anything. I was always trying to win our I would go to the point where I would end up puking my guts out because I was just trying so hard. And I did that, and I started in soccer. I played a little bit of basketball, and then football, I found my love. I mean, soccer, I found my love, but football, I realized what love was. I thought I loved soccer, and I kind of wish I would have been more soccer because... With my stature, I always say my stature, but I could have made it in football if I would have just tried putting the work. But in soccer, it would have been much more realistic for some of my height. I'm not recording on there. Fuck. It would have been much more realistic, so. Try a, a pro career, pro career or something. Oh my god, I whiffed on that. Um, when I found football, I think I realized. I realized the first championship game that I had found my love, and I think I realized this after every championship game. And I won only two in my life and probably lost eight of them. Yeah. Um, After every Champions game, I felt this feeling that I had left everything out there and that objectively, I thought I had worked harder than everybody. After every Champions or playoff game, playoff game, I don't know what it was, but my energy shifted. I was at 14, 15, 13 years old. I wasn't playing a game anymore. It wasn't I'm playing soccer for fun. It wasn't I'm playing football for fun. I'm trying to get better. If it it was win or die for me and everything and every in every game where it was ever, you lose, you go home. Losing meant death to me. I, going home meant death. Not having the trophy in your hand meant death. And I feel that competitive nature is something in my wiring. I was born to be competitive almost. Might not I might not have been born to play football, which I thought I was. It might just be I'm born here to be competitive, to try my hardest or whatever I do and try to win and become a winner when when I started at football, I was not very good. I was not very good. I mean, I had some natural talent, but I was very small. I was not very fast. I couldn't catch, I couldn't juke, I couldn't run ladders, I had asthma, I could barely run a hill. I played football for eight, nine years. By the time I was in my sixth year, I was undoubtedly a top three player in all of Durham for my age. And arguably a top two player in all of them. And that was, while I was still undersized, still not the fastest, not the strongest, not the quickest, but I got some hands. I learned how to run some cones. I learned how to juke some people out. And if you ever gave me the ball, I was running. I wasn't trying to juke you. I was running you over. I was putting my shoulder and your chest. And if you you tackled me, you were going to feel it. You weren't just going to, you weren't arm tackling me. I was running through your arms if I saw an arm tackle. And on defense, I wasn't trying to wrap up. I didn't take my safety three steps. I was trying to put you in a hospital. And I took a lot of kids out games being reckless like that. I was flying 100 miles per hour, not stopping until my body hit yours, and that's, the the cause of the stop was our bodies colliding. (laughs) It wasn't me slowing down, it was the fact that two forces collided, (laughs) and so the speed got neutralized. (laughs) If the mic is picking up my computer right now, I almost want to point it out my computer because it's insane. I think i have these headphones on our if I was hearing that this whole time I'd not be able to do this. Uh I should get a sip real quick. Hello part. So the one interruption in the pod is my fault. Let me it's not my fault. The card is weird, like it only has Videos on it and it says it's full and it's 128 gigs. I guess I m- maybe didn't format it right, or after I export, I have to format better. I don't know. I do not know. I'll try to get that wrong. Uh, I'll try to get that to not happen again for you guys. Not get that wrong. Um, I might even switch this, like, because this is almost a full pod. First bone zone. I don't want to call it the bone zone. I want to rip TMG. Uh, the late hour. I like the late hour for like something I just came up with on the fly. Uh, Denzel can high late hour? Denzel can I show the late hour? I like that. All right. So. Uh, I'll finish wrapping up my football story and then we're going to get into the late hour. And that's for you guys to support the Patreon. Five bucks. And maybe one day I can do this full time. Uh, where was I with the football? So I'd run through people. Oh, yeah. I, I was connecting with Jiu-Jitsu. And to coming back out. And i won't bring that into the bone zone. Okay. Perfect. Um, I feel that the best years of my life... I often often felt it was because I was playing football. And I always say it's like, the best years of my life. I often think backward. High school, so far, like, I'm pretty young, still 20. But so far, those four years when I started playing high school football, it was a different atmosphere. I, because it, it was a big thing in my school, if you were good at football in my school, were known by more people because everybody watched the games, so I knew a lot of people and a lot of people wanted to talk to me and I had a lot of friends and that was nice. That was very nice. And they weren't all really friends. Some of them just hang around you because you knew other people. Some of them hang around you because you were good at football. And that's cool, but I had a lot of it was a lot of so- socializing. I did a lot of socializing. Which, I had done in school, obviously. Like, I had friends in my elementary school. Pretty popular. But, like, not, like, that matters, but it just is better to be honestly popular than be an outcast in school. You want to be liked by your peers that are your age and older. Like, I don't don't know what's wrong with being, I don't, like, want to be the popular kid, but... Being liked by your peers in school is not something to be ashamed of. and But most of the socializing I would do was in sports. And so when I brought that from out of sports to high school, that was nice. But when I look back, I always say it was because of the football. And I, When I was in the moment, I would also, also say, I'm only here because I play football. Cause I didn't really like my school with teachers and... Some of the people, of course, you're not going to like everybody in a school of 800 people. But it wasn't the football. Yes, I loved football. I still love football. I wouldn't watch it or I wouldn't still think about going and ask my old quarterback if he wants to play catch or running some drills, running some routes. It's it, it's ingrained in me. I did it for such a long period. I put my tenth hours, my 10,000 hours in it's going to be with me forever and i think before i wrap this uh, before i bring the story we're going to go into the late hour so sorry guys um hope you guys enjoyed the episode if you want to check out the late hour it's on the patreon like i said but this will be up on saturday or sunday sunday sorry this will be up on saturday audio for we're listening to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever, shoot me an email if you got anything you want to say about the audio or whatever. And then the video will be up on Sunday on YouTube. And then if you want to check out the next, like, 45 minutes to an hour, you got to head over to Patreon. See ya. Bye.